Welcome to Wise Women Speak with Linda Pritcher and Lana Bastianuti, where we give voice to the wisdom in women. Hi, Lana. Hi, Linda. Lana and I are here this morning with Susan Finn, uh, the chief connector at Susan Finn Online. She is a digital marketing strategist and coach, and her superpower is she demystifies digital marketing in a personal, authentic, patient, and supportive way, which, as we know, is so needed. Uh, Her passion for connecting began in 2002 when she founded the Women's Business Network of Southeastern Massachusetts, WBN. In her 12 years as director of WBN, she empowered dozens of women to make connections to the people, platforms, and services that would ultimately help them develop as successful business owners and independent professionals. Susan describes herself as a fierce and patient advocate for those who are committed to attracting and retaining clients through authenticity, consistency, support, and accountability systems. So welcome, Susan. We're, um, we're happy to have you with us. I'm so excited to be here. We both have done quite a bit of, of reading about, and we know about the groups that you've started, mm-hmm. and we're really interested to know you as a connector. That's a really important part of who you are and how you've created much of what you've done. So tell us a bit about what it means to you to be a connector. Oh my goodness, you know, it's interesting where you end up in your whole life. You're like, what is it? What am I doing? And now that I can put that label on myself, I'm the connector, it feels like that favorite sweater that you have that you just love to put on. Yeah, and connector uh, sweater. It, it would just be, you know, it's cozy. So when I started the Women's Business Network in 2002, I had a completely different business. And... I didn't know the first, my background was in food science. I had been a professional in the food industry for many, many years and through personal issues had to end up uh, staying home to take care of my mom and my four kids. And when I decided to start a business and I didn't know what to do, we, a few of us gathered around my kitchen table. How do you start a business? What's a tax number? What do you do first? And we're like, wow, that was really helpful. Let's do that again. And so then the next time, instead of five people, there were eight people, 12 people, and then it became a thing. And so then it was the Women's Business Network with a board and, um, you know, a whole list of to-dos, and we're meeting in different places. And what I found was that women were going through changes. They were going through personal changes. Many of them were going through professional changes or coming to the realization that their corporate life or their professional life that they had worked so hard to build and what was such a big part of their identity wasn't serving them and that they wanted to break out and to follow something that was flowed better, was easier, made sense to them. But they didn't always know how to do that? How do you find your clients? How do you connect with people? And through the Women's Business Network, we created basically a village of so many resources and so many people. And I have this vision in my head all of the time, and maybe you've seen like these kind of posters or pictures online, of a woman at the top of a a ledge and reaching down, and there's all of these other women that they're just pulling them up 
and helping each other out. And women do that like no other. I've been to BNI's. I've been to the Chamber of Commerce. I've been to the networking groups. They're wonderful, awesome. But when you put women in a room, there's this power of connecting and wanting to help each other that's not competitive and it's not um, selfish but in a way it opens up your world to so much more abundance and success yeah yeah you've created like a woman's circle in a traditional kind of way but reinvented for a modern world where women are getting out in the business world and or have been and making transitions from, say, corporate into starting their own business. Something uh, refreshing and a way for people to uh, share their wisdom and their information, the how-tos. I was creating um, custom tote bags. Uh, I was an artisan for a while. But then when I realized that people were making this transition, and maybe they had a website or maybe they didn't, but they didn't know how to reach the people that they could serve, that they could offer their products and services to, to really broaden their audience base. And once I saw that, and I was so drawn to it for myself with website and email marketing and social media, it was great for an introvert for myself, like myself, to be able to have time to think about what I was going to say and then put it out on an email, to have time to think about what I wanted to share and put it on a website. I'm very thoughtful. And I wanted to offer these tools to the people in, in this particular group. And in general, now I do it out in the big world, too. We're just like, people need you. You need to let them know where you are. Why are you hiding? It's the fierce advocate in her. That's true. Oh, my <laughs> yes. goodness. I, I told you, Linda, yeah. that I was bringing people with me. And all yeah. of the years of Women's Business Network, and I'm in another collaborative right now called She Breathes Balance and Wellness in Walpole. And... These people are with me all of the time. I use their language. I have thoughts of their brilliance and their wisdom and their creativity with me all of the time. Yeah, I think, and I'm sure this is true for you, Lana, that when you work with clients, that they kind of live inside you. You're always thinking about them. You may have sessions scheduled out over a period of time, but they're always with you. Always. Like you're you're thinking about what could be useful for them to know or what you might write to them or how you might help them. So I think it's fascinating. And you did say when you came in, you brought some people with you. I did. There are people over her shoulder, but <laughs> <Yeah>. they're invisible. <laughs> They're with me. They're in my heart and they're in my head and they they inform how I move forward and how I figure out how can I help the next person move forward in whatever it is they're trying to do or reach the people that they need to reach. I think it's so interesting that you said that you are an introvert, um, which is kind of a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. But the fact that introverts can use digital media to speak out in the world. I think that was just really insightful what you said about how you could be thoughtful, quiet, write things, and then be able to share them with people so that you don't have to be out as a speaker out in the world, speaking in front of hundreds or thousands of people. You can speak from you know, your heart, from your desk. Correct. And Correct. share. I think that's really brilliant. It's been my big challenge is to overcome the introvert um, and live as an extrovert. 
but to the point of having that time to put your thoughts in order. And that is how I'm able to help some of the people that I'm working with because they have similar fears, right? And so they're afraid to be out there. But what we do is we come up with strategies and content calendars and themes. And so now you've got everything plotted out where you can see it. I'm also very visual. So everything's visual. You can see where you're going. You can be very strategic and very um, deliberate in what you do, but still be authentic and show who you truly are in a more mindful way. I want to get back to just the introvert (laughs) and the connector. I mean, it seems like the two are strange bedfellows. Mm. Uh, But, but I think a lot of people mix up what an introvert is. They think it's somebody who's shy or withdrawn. And that's not what an introvert is. An introvert is somebody who, who, when they're with a lot of people, it is draining. And you have to refill by withdrawing. So I can see that this would be an amazing match for you that Yes, you can be a connector. You can connect people together and and feed that and inform that. But then for yourself, you realize I need to now withdraw and perfect. You go back and you can then expend all your wisdom out into the world digitally as well. That's lovely. Yeah. And she can teach people to do that as well. So I think sometimes introverts think that there's no hope for them, right? There are things that are off limits to them because they don't feel comfortable doing certain types of things and they think that extroverts have an advantage. And you're rebalancing that with digital marketing. That's fascinating. Yeah, even playing fields a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. by by using digital media to... uh, to create an opportunity for people who may be like, I can only be in front of people so much and then I get drained, but be able to reach those people just as effectively, but using a digital platform. Right, and the more you do it, the more you have a comfort level with it. And the more that you put, you've created something thoughtful and you put it out there and you share it strategically and you're pretty proud of it, and then you get that positive feedback. Sure. And then people are sharing it. And people are asking you, oh, tell me more. Like now, next time you go to a live networking event, people can say, oh, I read what you did. or I listened to your podcast. Yeah. Like that's fascinating. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to come up cold. Every time you go to a networking event, you have something yeah. to share and to talk about. Yeah. So you become comfortable sharing in the world. And then, as you said, people start hearing from you. And then they ask you questions correct yeah you know what i think is the the key word you said (laughs) you used i think it's the sharing strategically Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people know how to share or they can share but they don't have a strategy behind it they don't even realize there should be one they think you know build the field and they shall come right Right. And, and then it's so disappointing for them when they they put forth all of this stuff and it just kind of falls flat. So can you tell us a little bit more about strategy and what role that plays? Right, to your point, right? People just throw stuff at the wall yeah. and some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. And quite honestly, if you're not measuring the results, you don't even know what is sticking. So you don't even know how to make that dish again. So um, some of the strategies that we've been working with, so you, as we all know, social media can be this big rabbit hole. 
Like you get on to do one thing and two hours later, you're like, wait, what was I doing? You have 15 windows open. Oh, I should look at this. So one of the things. Welcome to my world. Right? <laughs> I don't know what yes. she's talking about. <laughs> and it's everybody. So yeah. ju- I have to say, just in the past month, I took this one strategy. Well, two strategies. So one is that I created a list of um, online groups. Because you can do your Facebook page, and people do that beautifully. And that's a billboard. But now it's all about the groups, right? And it's that authenticity and it's the building of communities and it's the being a resource and sharing your cookies and letting people know, here's what I have to offer in a non-selly, resourceful way. So you find the groups that you think maybe your clients are on or or like-minded people or that you have something to offer. And I've created a spreadsheet with the names of the groups and live links. So now to be strategic, what I do is once a week, I will spend an hour to an hour and a half, and I put it on my calendar, that I'm going to go in and check my groups. And I will go in and I'll see what conversations are happening. Can I add anything of value to the conversations? And I do so. And then I also keep on the spreadsheet items that I want to promote for my business. I have an upcoming workshop. I have an upcoming program. I'd love to offer you, you know, this free download or listen to my podcast or listen to my interviews. And I have those there. So I make it a point not to be selly on any of these groups, but to give information enough that when I do go in once every other week to promote something of my own, it doesn't feel selly. Guy Kawasaki calls that the NPR model of marketing, where you give and you give and you give and you're a resource and you're smart and people want to learn more from you. And then you have your pledge drive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are interested because they want to support you in some way because you've given them. Well, you're a part of the community now, yeah. right? You're yeah. in that circle and people are used to seeing your face and you're, you're giving information that's helpful and useful. And so part of the overwhelm then is I'm strategic, right? I've got those two hours mapped out. I'm going to do that. Then go in and make sure that you're looking at whatever analytics are important to see if what you're doing makes sense. So if you're um, posting on Facebook and you are measuring the traffic back to your website or back to your wherever it is you want people to go, your landing page, then you can see if it's made sense to spend time there. If you're doing something month after month and you're not seeing any of that traffic coming back, don't do it. Unless you have that kind of time to spend, be strategic and come and uh, pay attention to what you're doing, right? Measure, mm. impl- implement. So plan, implement, measure, repeat. I can see how for some people when they create something and they send it out there and then they do the analytics mm-hmm. and they see oh, wow, this is not getting any traction. Mm-hmm. This is this is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you encountered where people say, it's hard to let go. That's something I've created. That's my baby. Like, I see the value in it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just supposed to let that go? So let's say that you've created something that you love. And you published it on your blog. And nobody's read it. There's nobody waiting, refreshing their feed to see when you're going to publish your blog. Right, So you need to let them know, hey, I published my blog, check it out. So you need to put it out where people will see it. So if it's on Facebook groups, if it's in your email, please be it on your email. If you did nothing else, I would say email marketing. Get your 
love them up list and work it and make sure the people who love you keep hearing from you regularly or you post it on one of the other platforms that are going to have a larger audience than you. Maybe it's LinkedIn, Thrive, Medium, our great publishing um, platforms. Maybe it's other strategic partners, strategic alliances that you've um, identified where they will allow you to post, and then you also invite them to post on yours so that you have a, a strategic partnership working out there and you'll see that if you're looking at your analytics and you see what the referral sites are back to your blog or back to your back to your blog or back to, back to your website um, then you'll say oh wow that was really effective they have of course LinkedIn has such a bigger platform than I do of course it makes sense I should publish there more often we know that you've started rise above the noise mm-hmm. as a Facebook group oh, yes. um, tell us about that so because I know that Facebook pages are not getting shown, right? So that's just a billboard that's over there. Here's what I'm interested in. Here's how you can learn more about me. Here's my videos and events. I wanted to have a community. I still needed a community where I was building that connection with people um, and also being respective of people's time and energy and their use of their of their source. And so... I wanted to be able to create a similar uh, community to that. Online's a little more difficult because, again, it's how much do you get do you get seen, but I do find that the people are being attracted to the group. The things that are shared in the group are, um, this is pretty, I'm loving this. I just started a new one this month. Uh, every month I go through a book that's been recommended to me that I've loved. If I love it, I will rec- I'll, um, go through it chapter by chapter or theme by theme and give little nuggets of it and um, so basically by the end of it you can read the book um, summarized for a cliff notes version of the book we just finished the referral of a lifetime mm. by Tim Templeton yeah, that's a good one. oh my goodness I'll read it over and over and over again and especially because and that's why I go back to email marketing being so important so I'm going to come back. So I'm going to park that for a minute about the rise above the noise group because okay. I'm going to go off on email marketing for a second because Perfect. here's what I hear from people. I don't want to bother people. I don't want to be in their face. So I'll just make like once or twice a year, I'll put something out there. And I want to tell people again, you, if you have a product or a service and you're not letting people know about it, you're not doing them any good. You have to be out there. And so... To that, if you share an email, let's say monthly, I would say at the minimum monthly. Some people do weekly, some do quarterly. But that's just a little tap like, here you go. Here's something, you know, here's a resource for you. Here's a story. Here's something I'm thinking about. And it's just a reminder, I'm here. Here's what I do. They have, if you're doing it correctly, they have the option to opt out if what you're giving them is not of service. The referral of a lifetime really is some of that. It's also a lot more in-person connecting, but just remembering who those people are, right? The people I brought with me here are my A-list. Like the people in my, they're not really here, but the people in my head that are with me all the time and they know me and they, they know how I work and they know that I work from the heart. Those are the people that are my A-list. And then there's the B-list who know me a little less, but also um, work with me. And those are the people that I'm writing for when I write anything. So there are circles. There are circles. circles that yeah. you're creating. Circles, yeah. levels, however yeah, you levels, want to talk sure. about it. And um, 
And again, it's all about the connecting, right? Um, so also in the group every week, I have the amazing honor to interview somebody for you know, 20 minutes or so, all these people that I've met and collected over the years. Um, everybody has their special superpower, and I get to like help them shine, and I get to learn more. And then there's a Q&A, so more people get value out of asking questions of these experts in different areas. That's a part of the group that I really love as well. And then just posing questions, sharing, sharing wins, uh, asking for help with struggles. Sometimes people will even say, you know, I've, I've updated my About Me page. Can you guys look at it for me? Like, that's so great. Oh, right? that's Your really great. Yeah. So Your many community. of us are solopreneurs, independent professionals. You need somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. You know, um, to circle about back a little bit to the um, email marketing, I think it's important to bring in authenticity. Right. So tell us about how you see authenticity. What does that mean? And then how can that be conveyed in, particularly in email marketing, where, you know, you're just sending something off to a mm -hmm. list that you have? Mm -hmm. um, how can that impact people? And how can you kind of stay on the beam of being authentic. So there's two things that, that made me think of. So the authenticity is, and to the point of Lana's point earlier, of being of feeling overwhelmed. So a lot of people say, I just don't have time to come up with something. It's so hard. It's whatever. I say, you need to, my point to them is, let's make it simple and from your heart. Who are you thinking about this month? Who can you be of service to this month? Write a little love note to them. Hey, today I'm thinking about, you know, a struggle that somebody had with such and such. And um, and be general. I wouldn't use names, of course. So, uh, so a message. So a three-part three email is what I suggest. A message. A message from your heart, not too long. And then the middle part would be a resource. And if you're writing blogs or you're creating content or you're doing videos, that would be the resource. Bring them back to your website. Make sure that um, when they're at your website, they know exactly what to do next after they've consumed that content. Have a call to action. Um, invite them to read something more. And then the third section of the newsletter or email would be a call to action work with me, contact me, download my free something, listen to this next video. Super easy. A beautiful message from your heart, a resource to learn more because you want to be giving, and then a call to action. The other thing that I'm working with more and more, and I think it's really helpful, is when you look at your list in the circles I talked about, right, the A's and the B's or the love em ups and the kind of know me people, take a look at your list and create different segments on your list because maybe not, maybe that one email we just talked about isn't for everybody. And so if you look at your segments, you might want to create custom content just for those particular people in a segment. And I'm going to give you an example of my, um, one of the clients I've worked with the longest and they're amazing. So it's B&M Catering out of Pawtucket. Um, and we will create content for them. So one of the emails I sent a last summer was a blog I had written. I had linked to it. It was how to, um, all the things you can do at your company picnic because they cater company picnics. And what we did was when we sent out that email, I could see that 15 people had clicked on that link. So I created a separate list and I gave that list to Brian 
And what Brian did with that list was he happened to uh, pick a few of them and he put platters of cookies in the back of his car and he rode around and he would stop at people's offices and say, hey, you know what? I have these cookies in my car. Do you mind if I just leave them here? Like he, it was, it was intentional and he's kind and he's giving like that anyway and it just helped him figure out who his influencers would be, who his strategic alliances would be. Recently, we also wrote an article about um, seven themes for your uh, condo complex party, right? Because he caters these condo complexes. And with that list now that of people who clicked through on that on the email, now I can send them more targeted content on what it's like to um, work with B&M Catering for condo complexes versus, because they're probably not interested in the wedding catering. What you're saying makes a lot of sense and actually um, has enlightened me a bit because sometimes... Linda might attest to this, but sometimes when Linda talks to me about analytics, my eyes glaze over. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've noticed. It's a true Linda. confession, and yes, I've noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what you're saying, see, Linda, you needed to talk to me like this. <laughs> what you're She's saying. the expert. Yeah. yeah. It, it's sort of like, oh, oh, I can see how that makes a lot of sense. This is exactly what I love to do with the clients I work with in my groups or one-on-one is to demystify it, right? Mm -hmm. So another thing is Google Analytics, and people do. They get that face. They get that, like, there's no way I'm even going to try to learn this, so they shut off. So if we go in in one month, we look at time on site. How long did people spend on your site? And then we kind of look at where you can look at where they went on your site. Then that kind of makes sense. Oh, okay. So what you're saying then, Susan, is that I need to make sure that I'm linking from one blog to another or that there's a call to action on each of my blogs so that people are spending more time on my site so that they're learning more about me. And ultimately, 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 they're hitting what I call the money button, which is contact me today or sign up for my newsletter list. Yeah, so it's creating a foundation, and you're creating an easy entry point for people who you work with, Mm -hmm. depending on where they start out, and then you help them along the way to see it for themselves. Wise Women Speak is all about having insights. So I'm sure you have people who come with that deer in the headlights, Mm -hmm. uh, and then they have an insight about something. Oh, I see how this works now oh, it's not as hard as I thought. Oh, I can express myself in this way. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And what I tell them, too, is that when we first get started, it does seem overwhelming. And what I, uh, in the initial, what I call Marketing 360, or Get to Know Your Platforms, I say, I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff. Let it roll over you like the rain off of a duck, and some of it will sink in, and some of it won't, and that's okay, and we'll find the two to three things that make sense, and those are the ones we'll start with. But unless you have the full, at least the outline of why you want to tag your photos, why you want to use keywords when you write, why you want to name your pieces particular ways, it's, you know, if you're just starting out, it's easier to do it right the first time than have to go back. You know, as you grow, you're going to want to have an increased reach. You're going to want to be found on Google, I'm assuming. I mean, a lot of it is personal relationships. More of it is. But once at some point, you're going to want to have like a nice Google search show up. 
with you when people are uh, searching for you. Makes so much sense. I can see how with what you're talking about and how you're advising and guiding and having them use their own insights, that that heartfelt piece comes through. If you're doing what you're doing because you really want to make a difference to people who need you, then you have to come from it. And don't be attached to the outcome necessarily. Really just share because you have something great to share that you know one person could be helped with what you have. And then the rest of it just comes. And then again, so it's methodical, it's strategic, but at the same time authentic and of service to the people that are meant to be with you. And sometimes you can't know who's listening in a quiet corner to what you're beaming out there, right? And that sometimes you find out a long time later that actually someone was paying attention to you. I mean, I know sometimes I have someone speak up either on Facebook or a response to my newsletter, and it surprises me. I didn't know they were paying attention. Yes. Suddenly they respond, and it's in some meaningful way that whatever I did actually really touched them. They noticed. Right. And you can go on thinking for a very long time if you don't get the feedback that you are looking for that no one's paying attention. And yet, in many cases, they really are. And that's kind of a wonderful thing to find. I'm sure you experience that all the time. People come back. And I've been paying attention to you for a long time, Susan, and now I'm ready to work with you. Right. Or now I'm ready to hear what you have to say. Right, and we're collaborating, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. that. It's like, oh, wait, we have this thing where we want to empower women and we want people to come out with their wisdom, with their source, with whatever it is that they're doing that makes them get through their day and they wish they could do more of. So whether it's for money or for self-satisfaction or just to build their community or to support something maybe that's going on in their life. But to be able to put people together with the uh, people and the resources that, they need, that they're looking for, that they, maybe they didn't even know they were looking for. So Susan, I wanted to ask you something about superpowers. You've mm-hmm. mentioned it a few times. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, one of your superpowers, obviously, is, is this ability to use digital platform, but also this whole idea of being a connector. Is that something that you always knew was a superpower? Did it fluctuate? How did you discover this? Did I know that I was a connector? I don't think that I ever knew that. I didn't. I knew in my whole life that I was patient, and I do think that's one of my superpowers, being in calm and patient. The connector part evolved as part of, I think, being a mom and um, wanting to do more. And so starting a business and then connecting other moms and then other business people to the resources that they needed and to each other. And why would you call, why do you call it a superpower? What is, what is powerful about that? Well, that's such a good question. I think it would be, what's that one thing you can dig in, if anybody ever asked you, that just holds you? I picture it almost as though it's some kind of a physical rod or something to support you when everything else is falling apart. What can you come back to and 
to me, it would be being patient and calm. And then in my business world, it would be um, using that to be able to connect people in a resourceful way. And is, is the superpower something that just, something that can be easily overlooked, but has always been there? Like, it's so effortless for you in a way. I mean, you said it evolves, but the kernel of it must have always been there. And you just sort of discovered it and then it nurtured it. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. But when I work with my clients, it's one of the first questions I will ask them. What is your superpower? And as they go through everything they're going to go through and we are creating content for them, sharing content, I bring them back to how does that tie into your superpower? And I guess there's other words for it, right? Like what is your you know, essentialness, or what is it that makes you, you, I call it superpower. And why do you think that's important for them to understand Well, that? they need to be authentic. Ah, ties it's, back. You know what, it's a lot of work to be in a business anyway, and if you're not doing it with authenticity and an idea of who you are and how, how you can make a difference to the people that need your products and services, I think it's a whole lot more work. If you can just go to work and say, this is how I am of service to people today, then it is. It's effortless. I've heard you use the word flow. It, you just, so much easier. It's going to be, there's enough in your way as a business owner. You might as well make being you the easiest part of it all. Can you tell our listeners where they could reach you? Where, where do they go to find you? Sure. So um, my website right now is susanfinnonline.com. And I would love for your listeners to hop onto the Rise Above the Noise Facebook group. Mm -hmm. They can get to that through the Susan Finn Online Facebook page. Um, or just go onto Facebook and type in Rise Above the Noise. I think so. Noise. I think there may be I love other. That title. I do too. And I just bought the domain too. So I will be having, <gasps> oh, a, be having a branding shift over to riseabovenoise.com. That's fantastic. Excellent. I'm really excited about it. And you have, I, I think I saw the other day that your upcoming book is The Go-Giver. Is that right? Yes. That, yes. Yep. Fantastic book. book as well. Perfect. Right? It just goes with yes. everything that we're talking about today. Share your cookies and the more you do for people, the more it all comes back to you. It's an amazing thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to find us um, posting on your I Rise Above so. the Noise page. I hope Certainly so. about that book. I'm anxious to read it again. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, now you won't have to. I'll just give you the that's excerpts. That's right. You'll give, you can okay, do fast. That's good. It's just like yes. when I listen to your podcast on one and a half because I want to hear it again. Thank really you so it. much for asking me to be here. Oh. This has been great. Yeah. And thank you for what you're doing. Honestly, it's the world needs more of this right now, of just more of this like comforting, sharing wisdom circle of yeah. wonderfulness. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, for people to see the wisdom within them and that it runs deep in all of us and when we pay attention we know how to navigate our lives as you've shared with us today how you move from one place to another and how you've really created a life as a connector and you're making a difference for a lot of women in the world thank you so thanks thank you thank you bye for now lana bye linda You've been listening to Wise Women Speak. If you'd like to hear more, please go to wisewomenspeakpodcast.com or find us on iTunes.